0: There's healing in the name of. Jesus. There's salvation in
1: the name of. Jesus.
0: The Bible says the demons
1: tremble
0: at the
1: sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel in Temple oh, well.
2: of the Anakazo Assembly Cathedral Pouring into our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a wonderful cup offering and you may well the early birds must always receive more. What do you think? Hallelujah. So we are moving on. Hallelujah I declare that you are a mega church pastor I said I declare I prophesy into your life that you you go to church one day. And sitting in that church will be not less than 1,000 people. I'm talking about you. Huh? I'm talking about you. Yes. In um, in in April 2008, when the bishop sent me here to restart the church. Please be seated. And that is the first international headquarters of our denomination. And after 15 or so years of being here, you know, we moved the headquarters to the Kudesh, And this place was closed down for one year. And then a little branch was moved here, 250 people. And Bishop sent me, come. And he said to me, the work in this area, I didn't finish because there are too many people here. This area is very highly populated. When we came, all right. The, the, the whole church was the, this front. The front. That was it. And then it started finishing. Yes. <laughs> started finishing. Right before my eyes ate, It dropped to about 140, 150 people. And I remember those days, I'll be preaching, I'll tell them, Church members, let's go to the back. Let's lay hands. Let's prophesy to the pews. Let's tell the pew, there's somebody sitting on you. Yeah. One day, when we lifted up our eyes, we could fill the cathedral three times. Three times. On a Sunday. So I am saying that Expect it. Expect a mega church. I said expect a mega church. God will perform a supernatural miracle for church growth in your life. Hallelujah. Please be seated. That is why I keep encouraging you, don't resign. Because I tell you, you can get to a point where you will say to yourself, look, enough is enough. I'm not called. I'm not called. How many of you have gotten to a point that you feel that like, look, I'm not called. I go out efficiently. I'm going to do something else. But you are called. You are called. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In every football match, there are two halves. Amen. Do you understand it? As long as the match has not ended, That's right. there is hope. I get what I'm saying. So sometimes you can see that, you know, a little team is playing with Barcelona. And then doing the first half, the little team is leading by three goals to zero. Look, don't rejoice. You hear the commentator saying that, but it is Barcelona. But it is Barcelona. Even if it's left for 15 minutes. And sometimes you'll be watching them. Second half. You know. Maybe 20 minutes to the time. You say, let me go to the bathroom and come. When you come, the is 5 3. 5 3. I get what I'm saying. So. So far. Things have not worked. But I want you to know that you are going to experience growth increase. Hallelujah! You see, God is more interested in growing His church than even you. It is He who is desiring to save the whole world. Yes! It is He. Hallelujah. So, when he gets somebody like you who is also interested in his plan, why wouldn't you bless him? You are going to be blessed greatly. So, hang in there. I say, hang in there. Don't give up. Let's fight on. Is it to build a, light, a large church? It's a, it's, it's a fight. I tell you. Please be seated. It's too early. You know to be standing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this statement, I cannot go away from this statement. When barrenness is taken away, fruitfulness is always the result. Do do you get it? So, in between you, you are here. The mega church is here. Church growth is here. I get what I'm saying. The thing that is preventing you from assessing church growth is this thing here. Spiritual barrenness. Which means that once you are able to kick it out of the way, like that, you enter truthfulness. And if that is the case, then our battle is with barrenness. How many of you understand that? That is why You know, whatever we have to do to conquer spiritual barrenness, we have to do it. It is because of barrenness that our churches are not growing, attendance is not growing, membership is not growing, prayer is not growing, we don't have neighbors, we can't plant more churches. Our incomes are not working, it's because of these barrenness. But thank God that we are walking out of this conference with the spirit of fruitfulness. Receive the spirit of fruitfulness. Hallelujah. May a river of fruitfulness begin to flow in your ministry. Receive rivers, 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 rivers of fruitfulness, rivers of fruitfulness, rivers of fruitfulness are displacing the rivers of barrenness. How long can you be in that 25 number church? Bring the increase. Amen. Can I have an amen? amen? So, it's very important for us as pastors to understand this subject of barrenness. Because it is the disease that is affecting us. How, how many of you over the last two days have realized that that is the disease? It's the disease. Yeah? Is a disease. And the disease is, is, is caused by different things. So we have to look at the different things that are causing the barrenness and deal with them separately. So one of the forms of barrenness is agar barrenness agar barrenness when the church is not growing one of the reasons is because there is what is called agar barrenness a q a r is a hebrew word and it means the destruction of the generative organs the removal or the non function of the reproductive organs so in the church, in said churches, all right, reproduction doesn't go on. There are no programs, no activities, no departments that are set up to have regular, consistent, intentional production of souls. Yes, amen. And the absence of these structures in the church is what does not make new converts available, new people and in the church. And so we saw that we need to overcome this form of barrenness by setting up. Uh, by setting up. I think they can come right here. This, this, this is better. Okay. by setting up industries in the church right. that are focused on bringing in souls on a regular relentless basis. Yes. People go out of the church all the time. That is something that every pastor must understand. And, 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 and and the reason why you may not notice it is because often they don't tell you they are living. I'm sure many pastors here have had this experience. You're a member. You, know, you, 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 you travel to another town and you meet the person. So, what are you doing? Oh, I, I came here two years ago. You thought that the person is still in church? <laughs> yes. People relocate. People go to school. I've just been told by some of my pastors that we have had several of our, you know, young people going back to school. It has affected our attendance. You too? How many of you? Uh Do, Do you get it? That is why eh, some are going and some has come. Mukwaya. No Mukwaba. That's all. <laughs> was it the 2000 elections? The 2000 elections. It was very interesting. I think it was the 2000 elections that you know they, were, they brought this concept of two or three people Chatting, having a little discussion, you see. And this one was one of the catchy ones. That there was this woman, they asked her something about the election, and she simply said, Look, Mokoaya no Mokoaba. In other words, some people should leave for others to come in. But in the church, you don't want Mokoaya no Mokoaba. You want people to be there all the time. Amen. Pastor Jesus. Pastor Jesus, who is the best pastor we are all following, his mind was that he would not lose anybody. And hey pastor, that is how your mind must work. That's, 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 that. Look, don't sack, you know, your memory just like that. Those of you are fond of sacking, uh, if, if you want to leave, leave. I had a story. I had an apostle. Just just sit right there, please. Please. Every room here, please sit in. Hallelujah. I had a story of uh, a church where the pastor got angry with the members and blasted them and told them if you want to leave, you can leave. All of you, if you want to leave, you can leave. I bet you don't speak like that. So, do you know what happened? The following Sunday, the people came to the church. The people came to the church. And when the pastor stood up and he picked the mic, they all got up and left. So, when you get angry, be careful the things that you say. Oh, you can leave. You can leave. You have this person that every month you dedicate one week to pray about the person's tight. Oh Lord, may he not be sick. May he not protect his business, protect his children. May he never forget his tight. Because when he drops his tight, you are okay. And the person has misbehaved more. You think that because, because of your tight. We don't need your tight. We don't need your tight. Are you sure? Jesus said, "Of all that you gave to me, I lost." Now. <laughs> Hallelujah. So make sure that you have outreaches, breakfast meetings, organize your businessmen and professionals, even our new church. You know, a few professionals and a few business people that we've gotten. I've put them together. And I've asked them to be having breakfast meetings. This year, I think they have had about three or two. Yes. Where they reach out to their kind. Amen. They reach out to their kind. Have person-to-person evangelism where you leave your church. Go into the community. Enter homes. Talk to people on the streets about Jesus on a regular basis. From time to time, when you come to church on Sunday after the praise and worship, Ask the visitors to excuse you, and the whole church should move out into the immediate community to do an acaso for fifteen minutes. Where anybody that you meet on the street say, Please let's go to church. Say, Oh, look at I've not dressed up. Oh, the church is not by dressing. Let's just go to church. This is how Bishop Dark built his church. Yes, that's how he built a church. He will send us out. And we will come in with people in their t shirts, in their all kinds of things. Yeah. Because I tell you, from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom of God suffered violence. And the violence took it by force. We need aggressive evangelism. Aggressive evangelism. That is where the principle of anacaso comes in. In Luke chapter fourteen, let's look at the anacaso story. Huh? From verse 16. Then said thee unto him, A certain man made a great supper, and made many. And sent a servant a supper time to say to them that were bidden, Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground. Give, give, give me the anakazo, compelling power. And I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray they have me excused. And another said, I've married a wife, and therefore, I cannot come. So that servant came and showed his lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go up quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither the, the poor, and the main, and the hot, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord, verse 23, said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them, take note, and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. of the most powerful keys we need to overcome are God's barrenness. The, the, the lack of outreach and effective evangelism that brings souls is the deployment of the key of anachazo, the compelling power. Anakazo is the compelling power. Hallelujah. Anakazo. Compelling power. You see, brothers and sisters. The Lord that prepared the harvest is the Lord Jesus. The supper is the Lord Jesus. The people who were invited are the masses of sinners that are being invited into the kingdom of God. And you realize that the Bible says that they all began with one excuse, with, with, with one consent to give excuse. One of the main reasons why our churches are not being filled. It's excuses that people give.
1: Excuses.
0: Yeah.
2: But an man overcomes excuses. Because an man understands that many excuses are just frivolous. They are empty. Look at what somebody said. Let's look at the excuses. The first said unto him, "I have bought a piece of ground. Go back, go back, go back. I have bought a piece of ground, and I must needs go and see it. Now we have been invited for a dinner. Dinner is typically, you know, seven, seven, seven p.m., seven thirty, eight. We started." You say you are going to, you have bought land and you are going to inspect it, so you cannot come. My question to you is that, is it in the night? Is it in the night that we inspect land? Are you not afraid of snakes? And even the coordinates, the coordinates, Where to put your pillars, the size, the dimensions, can you see clearly? Are you not afraid that maybe somebody else, you know, whose land you claim to have bought may even attack you? Is it not better to go and spread that land in the day, during the afternoon, in the morning, when things are clear, but the night just an excuse. Yeah. Another one said, another one said, and another said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. You have bought some trucks, bought some taxis, bought some cars you want to use for your Uber business. Okay? Look, is there a law that is written that your cars should be tried only in the evening? It's your own business. It's not your own business. Are they not your own cars? Can't you do that any other time? If today you have to go for the dinner, can't you do that? Couldn't you have done that yesterday? What about tomorrow? It's not your own business. Don't you, are you not your own boss? Don't you have your own workers? It's just an excuse. But the most amazing of them all was the third one. And another said, I have married a wife. And therefore, I cannot come. Ha! You have married a wife. Even I know somebody who married, married a wife. The next thing we had, you are taking the woman to the father's house. Father's compound house. That's where they were. Did not take the lady for honeymoon somewhere. They not married their wife. is it not a beautiful thing that somebody has invited you and you can come with this your new wife. Eh? To let her enjoy at somebody else's cost. And for you even to introduce her to all the people, this is my new wife, you know, and all that. You say you cannot come. The point I'm trying to make is that okay many people have excuses why they will not come to the church. Oh yes. But watch this. Watch this. This man, he was very successful. At the end of the day, he still had his party. At the end of the day, your church must come on. And the key is the key of Anakazu. Now, when they were giving the excuses. Okay, continue. Continue. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, You see, hang on. Just, just, uh, the Bible says, and the, and, the, and, the, and the master of the house, being angry, why don't you get angry? Because the church is not working. Why are you so comfortable? Why are you so peaceful? Why are you so... What? Why, why, why are you so sleep? You are still sleeping eight hours. I don't understand it. Why are you so happy? The church is not growing. The church is not working. It's not working. I you are very happy moving around. But you see, it shows that there are pastors whose heart is actually not for the ministry. Amen. Some pastors, and pastors listen to this, have gotten to the point where the ministry has, be, has become just a routine activity. A routine activity. But a pastor must be so minded. One time I was in Australia, Sydney. And uh, there's a nice tourist place that everybody goes. There's, there's a, a, um, I think, a river or a lake. And surrounding it, you see a lot of shopping malls, various kinds of things. And then you have the famous Sydney Opera House in that vicinity. And so, I was standing there with some people. And the whole place was crowded. I saw multitudes of people moving up and down. Drinking, eating, chatting, dancing, playing music. I mean, moving. And as I was watching them, the thought that came to my mind is, Lord, how many of these people are your children? How many of these people are saved? How many of these people are the children of God? That that must be our concern. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 36, the Bible says of Jesus, And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them. You see, we need to have compassion and love for sinners. Jesus had compassion. And I believe that many of us pastors and church workers, we we don't have this compassion. This love. You see, what is compassion? Compassion is like sympathy. When you see somebody in trouble, or in crisis, or facing some form of problem, you begin to sympathize. You have a feeling, a certain feeling of, you know, sorrow and, you know, you, 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 emotions. That's, like, oh, what is this person going through? Look at it. Compassion goes a step forward. Compassion is not only feeling sympathy, but now taking action to do something about the person's situation. So that is why when Jesus saw them, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. And then what did he say? He told the disciples, look at all these people. All these people are part of the harvest. The harvest is truly plenteous, but the laborers are few. Pray therefore to the Lord of the harvest. But more laborers. You see, Jesus began to do something about it. We must be angry that the church is not working. We must be worried. We must be worried. That we are not planting more churches. That our ministries are not expanding. That we don't have more workers. That when we, when we make utter calls, people don't come forward. We must be worried. We must be angry. We must have godly anger. We must have godly discontentment. We must have godly discontentment. Even when the church is growing, always minimize, minimize it in your heart. Yeah. We have meetings, business meetings, to discuss what is going on in the church. Church attendance, the growth, evangelism, you know, and all that. When you sit in those meetings, this end, you have, not, you have not been to the church, but we have just invited you to. You may think that we don't have anybody in the church. That, that is the impression you go with. That, oh, this big building here, there's nobody in it. Because even though by the grace of God, God is filling the church. I'm always telling my people, compare it with the masses out there. And you see that what you have is so little. When we're here, when I was here, alright, at a point we're having five services. I mean, one of the services was starting at 6.30. 6.30. We had a lot of young people in that service. And 6.30, when you come, by seven 7.30, this whole category was full. To the back. The first service. And I used to tell my people that this is Gova. This is Gova something street. Is that not it? That was Gova. This one. Amabidwa is this one. Yes. I used to tell them, if you walk on the Amabidua street, end to end, in the evening, between about 3 to 6, 7, I always used to tell them, we will meet more people on one street than the people that we have in the church. You have praised yourself too early. You have praised yourself too early. Jesus said, The harvest is truly plenteous. And he was referring to the number of winnable souls. The number of winnable souls is
1: great multitudes
2: No matter how many you have compared to overall harvest, you must understand that you have very little. Very little. Not that you have little. not very little. That is why you should be angry. You see, the master was angry. The master was angry. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, the people, the, 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 servant can say, the people are giving excuses. He said, now, go out into the streets and the lanes of the city and bring in the hither, bring in hither the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. Can we imagine your party being full of Strange faces. Strange faces. People that you don't know. Everybody when you're having a party, you invite people that you know. Okay? But even though it was a strange crowd, the reality is that his party still came on. Yes. His church was still so full. Amen? Now, that is a powerful key for church growth here. He said, and bring in he that the poor, and the men, and the hot, and the blind. None of these people are special. None of these people are important. None of these people are rich people. None of these people are respected people, but they are the people who came to fail his party. Pastors, if you want your church to grow, focus on the ordinary people. You missed a good place to clap your hands for the Lord. If church to grow, focus on the ordinary people. To say the poor. Because the gospel is for poor people. Poor people are more ready to accept the gospel. Rich people are full. They are full. They don't need God. Even in our country, Ghana, now. You are hearing people saying, I don't believe in God. Yeah. That is what prosperity does. Pastors, Don't despise poor people, ordinary people. Jesus said the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To the poor.
1: To the poor.
2: Read your Bible carefully. Jesus said I've been anointed
1: to preach the good news
2: to the poor. In prison, heard of the wonderful things that a certain Jesus was doing. And he sent two of his disciples, Matthew chapter 11, and said, Go and find out that are you the one? Are you the one that we are waiting? Now when John had heard in the prison the words of. Now when John had heard in prison the words of Christ, he sent two of his disciples and said unto him, Are thou he that should come? Or do we look for another? Jesus now began to give his credentials so that John would decide for himself. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Go and show John again those things which ye do hear and see. The blind receive their sight and the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear the dead are raised up and the poor have the gospel preached to them. Yes. Pastor Sardar, you have to go and sell your church to poor people. passes, because many of us we are looking for money. And money is our aim for the ministry. And my pastor, which of that says, if money is your aim for the ministry, it's your vision. You have a bad vision. Bad vision. Bad vision. Bad vision. But unfortunately, that's the case for many pastors, and therefore, when we start our churches, we are looking for cantamanto, business women, captain sellers, people who go to China and bring Dubai and bring goods. Do you people who work at the banks, doctors. MPs. These are the people that we are looking for. That is why your church is empty. Because these people, they don't go to church. Jesus said, how hardly will a rich man... I don't know why we don't... No, we should be very careful of the words of Jesus. Yes! How hardly will a rich man enter? How hardly... Somebody that hardly means that, yele, 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 you know, once, it doesn't mean that rich people don't go into the kingdom, but after 200 poor people have gone, entered, the one rich man will be dragged. Will be dragged into it. We have to drag them. You want a rich man to come to your church. They have to cajole him. They have to salute him. Send a special card. I mean, greeting specially. You know, drag him. Because they don't need God. Yes. From this church. I have built so many church projects. From this church. over the years, God has blessed many of these same poor people. Yeah. I remember one time I did a series, Break Out of Your Poverty. I did a brief about three months. And one of the things that I taught them was to, for them to go to school. I had a lot of young people, GHS out, SHS, everything is nine. You know everything. This is my, my members. And I taught them, And before my eyes, I saw them doing remedials, writing, going to polytechnic, going to investing, coming out and still being here, getting married. With time, God will change these poor people. Oh, yes. Go to any of our big cathedrals and look at the car park, you wonder look, is it a car show or what is going on here? Cars. But a few years down the line. There were just a few of us who had cars in lighthouse. Church was made up of students, poor people, young people. But as the years have gone by, God has lifted up the people. So don't despise the ordinary people. My new church that I've started, it is an amazing sight when I'm taking offerings. Hey. hundred Ghana cities or more. I've said about. You see some two people yelling, yelling. Let me just come. Five Ghana cities. Hey. they be looking at me. The other time I was telling I don't know whether they, you know my administrator that I think that something like about 40% of the people, they don't give offerings at all. And this is the area where we've gone to, it's a certain type of area. But I, I tell them, I said, you are rich people. I said, you are rich people. And I know that God is going to transform that church. Oh yes.
1: Oh yes. Oh yes.
2: Yes. Even the number of cats have started increasing. But what's have that? Yes. We saw a few. I can see more and more. Hallelujah. So he said, go for the poor. Go for the blind. Go for the lame. These are the people that you must focus on to fill your church. And work on them. Preach them faith. Tell them God will lift them up. Tell them God will promote them. Tell them to be faithful. Tell them to give offerings. Tell them to pay their tithe. And they will be changing from one degree of glory to the other. So you look at your church. And these same people, you do not, you not recognize them. You do not recognize them. This is the, one of the most powerful church groupies. So pass this. Take notes. Continue. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou has commanded. And yet, there is room. Passes. Once there is room. Once there is room. We must bring in more people. Now, always make sure that you feel Your church with more chairs than the people who are there. Yes. You see, some of you, your church, the attendance is 120. You have 130 chairs. Meaning, Almost all the chairs have been taken. Now, the church members tell themselves, the church is full. So, I don't need to go every Sunday. So, others can also have opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they have no, they have no, they have no desire to do so with The church is full already. But when you fill the church with chairs, plenty, number one, you yourself, you can't sleep. No matter how many people are there, you can always see chairs looking at you and crying. Crying to you that, please, bring people to come and fill me.
1: Yes. Yes. Yes.
2: We are just about to finish our ceiling and all that. Then we'll clean the church. And I intend to fill it. Thousands of chase. Thousands. And I know when we come we fit in small beautiful, Small. Yeah. So that we can't sleep. Who is he who is at ease? Sign. Who? You can't be at ease. You cannot be at ease. You should be agitated. Something should be pinching you all the time. Amen. There are some of you pastors. You think you are clever. So, there are 50 people in the church. And you have arranged your chairs in such a way that the place is full. There are two types of arrangement of chairs. When you start a church and there are not too many people, you have to spread out the chairs. I you getting that? Bring me bring me chairs. Bring me um bring me twelve chairs. Quickly, 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 you are too slow. I am gone. How many love? Huh? Eh? No, how ch- many? So I will try this way, and then three this way. Let the face. Ah, okay, let the let face them. Let the face them. Le- leave on. Uh, two here. Yeah, three here. Three here. Now these two. How many do we have? Or two, two. put, Put this, yeah. And then What this six and then six is not it? Very good. Okay. So it's okay. So you've started a church, all right? You have. You have a, You have. Eight members. So you can have eight members. Yes. Yes. Now fill the front. Yes. 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 Yeah. And this is your church hall. It have be nicer if we have done this with but It's okay. okay. So this. Do you see? Now, this same eight members. Now stand up now. Now spread out there. Pull this one back. Spread it out. Yeah. Okay. And then, sit down. So three of you here. Three, yeah, three, yes. Then, yeah, three of you here. Okay, and then the two of you.
0: Yeah, so. Let's see.
2: Is it not a bigger church? Is not a bigger church? Yes. So, when we start a church, to encourage your service, you have to arrange the church. That is to encourage your own self. Do you understand it? Yeah. Because, I mean, it looks very big. Uh-huh. Yeah. You feel, you know, the room of the arrangement. And as you are growing, then you bring the chairs closer. So as more people are coming then, you now close up the chairs so that you can fit more chairs in the room. Amen?
1: But the point I'm making is that when your church does
2: this, don't deceive yourself that you have a big church. But when we count the people, whether you spread it out. Or whether it's closed up. It's the same eight members. Thank you. Go home with your chairs. and dash your chairs. So always fill your chest with a lot of chairs. A lot. Amen. Verse 23. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges. Now watch this. The servant came and said, We have done everything. We have bought in the lane. We have bought, but there is still room. The man said, But this time, this time, compare compare them to come in why that my house may be filled that my house may be filled god wants filled houses filled churches so those of you who comfort yourselves we are we are a little church we are very happy You know, by the grace of God, you know. Yes, by the grace of God. But God expects more from you. You see, God is a king. And the honor of every king is in the multitudes of the people. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 28. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 28. In the multitude of people is the king's honor. But in the want of people is the distraction of the prince. In the multitude of people is the king's honor. God is a king. And God as a king. Look, I mean those of you who know traditional matters. chieftains here and the race. When they say a powerful chief. First, firstly it is defined by the number of subjects that he has. The, the, the size of the land, the territory. His dominion then what is on the land? That is why there are chiefs whose standing is almost like the president of the nation. And then there are chiefs, and when they talk, when they talk, nobody really moves. You are a chief, fine. But there is no honor, because you don't have multitudes. God wants a lot of people in his kingdom. God wants you to be fruitful. When, when, when God sees that you are fruitful, he is happy. Jesus said in John 15 8, Herein is my Father glorified that ye bring forth much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Herein is my Father glorified. Fruitfulness bring glory to God. As a fruitfulness brings glory to
0: God.
2: When you bear much fruit, it brings glory to God. How many of you want to bring glory to God? Yeah. What brings glory to God? Fruitfulness. Souls. 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 And God will be telling the angels, Look at that, my servant. Look at how much He's honoring me. Look at how much He's glorifying me. Look at how much glory he's bringing me. Look at that. I called him, I gave me a little church. Look at the increase. Look at look at his work. Look at that. Yes. Oh comfort yourself. We have a a few people by the grace of God. You know, we are doing well. God is looking at the thousands outside.
1: The thousands.
2: Amen. And said, go and compel them. The word compel is from the Greek word anakazo. Or anagazo. And it means to compel. To constrain. To necessitate. To, to use all means possible legal and appropriate to push people into the kingdom of God. To push people into the kingdom of God. To draw people into the kingdom of God. to me. Without the key of an acazo, your church will finish. Without the key of compelling people, compelling people into the kingdom of God. Your church will finish and die. There are churches that are finished and they are closed down. You must overcome excuses. Amen. I said you must overcome excuses. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Yes. And an acaso goes with two other ways. Biazo and Anadea. Jesus said, and from the days of John the Baptist, the kingdom suffered violence and the violence it by force. By Biazo. By Biazo. By Biazo. Biazo means forcefulness. Forcefulness. Forcing your way into the lives of people. Bring them into the kingdom of God. This world is forcing us to accept things that we don't want. Hello? Yeah. You are sitting home. Watching TV, your nice fame or whatever, you know, and then they say that, uh, you know, they say that they are going on commercial break, and then here comes a bottle of water that they are advertising, huh, a bottle of water that they are advertising. And then they do
1: so so so,
2: so 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 then you see a hand like this. A naked woman is holding the water. So whether you like to watch pornography or not, you have been forced Sitting in the comforts of your room. Eh? To watch. All over. Whether it's alcoholic drinks. Whatever. I get what I'm saying. We must rise up. And we must also decide. That from the days of John the Baptist. This kingdom of God has suffered violence. We are not going to sit down. But we are going to rise up. And use all forcefulness. Break right through to draw people. You should see pastors when it comes to people to this, very strong. We are talking, but when it comes to the things of the kingdom, these same pastors were very gentle. Very gentle. Very gentle. Very gentle. Diplomatic. You continue to be diplomatic. You'll be having seven members for seven years. We need to use anakazo. We need to use biazo. Biazo is B-I-A-Z-O. This way. By force. Force. He said, and the violent take it the And the next word is the word anadea, which means shamelessness. Jesus spoke about a man who went to his friend in the middle of the night and said, friend, I've, some business have come and I need some bread to give to them. And his friend shouted from inside, I cannot open the gates. Can't you see that it is late? I am asleep. My children too are asleep.
1: Wow.
2: Is that not shameful? That an adult in the community 12 midnight, 1am shag- ah, Oh, God, please, I beg you. Please, two loaves of bread. Nobody is hearing you. It's shameful. It's shameful. But Jesus says something. Jesus says something. Continue. He said, I see unto you. Watch this. Though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend. Based on friendship, he won't, he won't get up. You know, friends sometimes, Charlie, 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 Charlie. That's why, no, 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 no. Did, did you get it? So Jesus was saying, Based solely on friendship, that friend will not wake up and give him the bread. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him because he's his friend, yet, because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needed. That word importunity is the Greek word Anadea. A N, if you want to spell it, A N A. D-I-A A-N-A I D-E I-A and it means shamelessness. 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 Passes. We need a, a combination of compelling, constraining, constraining making it necessary, forcing our way into people's lives and being shameless to bring people into the church. If you are very big, you can't be a pastor. I said, if you are very big, if you are very diplomatic, you can't be a pastor. No. Yeah. We had a youth program last Saturday. Little, little, little children. Young people, plenty. They were dancing. At the stage, I want to join them on the stage. So dancing. The hopeless world. When we finished, I took the mic and started preaching to them. And then, the as I was preaching to them, I realized that the way I was preaching to them was there was an intentional way of preaching a certain way for them to understand. And when I made the altar call, so many of them came to the front, little children, to give their life to Christ. A bishop. A bishop. You should be standing on some powerful crusade platform somewhere. You understand? Your bodyguards around you. Not little, 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 little children. But you leave the little children out. You leave the young people out. Your church is going to be full of elderly people. I had a... I had a service here. I think we say habits. Most of the people, 80% of the people were very old. And one of the main activities was they going out one by one. Many of them have gone to believe the Lord. And the church has been going down, down, down. Because young people don't want to go there. Please sit down. Without an acaso, your church will finish. It will finish. Hallelujah. Without biazo, forcefulness, be as forceful concerning the things of the church and the things of the ministry as you are about some other things. Foodness to buy land. Forcefulness to buy land. Use forcefulness to build. The church building. One time, we bought a piece of land and a land guard encroached on it. Yeah, the matter dragged on for three years in the courts, and we won. Then he met. One of our pastors, and he said, "I am not afraid of anybody in this country. Because that was his—he had connections. He would use forcefulness to take people's land, prime land, and all that." He said, "I am not afraid of anybody in this country. I have connections. I know where to go." But he told the pastor, "There's only one person I'm afraid of." That revenant That revenant He said, he said, he said, he said, the man. He said, God, what happened was that. Before he made the move, sometimes he's coming to an office when he comes, and I'm there. And you look shocked. I'm talking about big, 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 big office. I don't know which office I didn't go. You go there first, and I'll follow, I'll go there first. You come and meet me there. I fought him with all
0: my strength.
2: Yes. You have never seen a pastor that you cannot take the church's land from. I've never seen anything like that before. And he said, That we have been there for is the only person I'm afraid of. You speak the truth. Look, for three years we were in court. The judge had also never seen a case that when you call always the people are in, are, are in the court. Me, myself, for three years I you not know, court, if I John, come to risk, calm this, come this, come this, come this, I was even a lay pastor. Pow! I'll be there, well dressed. And then my members have filled the court time, the church wouldn't believe it from the days of John the Baptist
0: receive the spirit of Anakazo receive the spirit of Piazzo,
1: we receive the spirit of Anadea
2: A picture, of, a picture of Bishop Adonis Sari, his t-shirt and his jeans, trousers, standing at a street corner doing evangelism. Yes. This is a presiding bishop of a denomination. When Bishop Oye de came, was it this year, you know, have a service with his people. He said I have to go back. It was a Friday. He said, I have to go back. Because on Saturday I am going to do outreach. His own personal outreach of his megaphone. See my wife passes here, I also passes. To win his personal souls that Sunday, his personal soul that he brings. Now this is a pastor with 400,000 people in attendance on a Sunday. We are put on jackets. Look, I said remove your suit. Find some t-shirts. You see me doing visitations. Hey! My shoe is muddy. My trousers is muddy. Moving. Moving. And that is what Jesus did. He went about. He went about preaching. Matthew 4, 17, and from that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of God. Satan. Matthew 4, 23. Matthew 9, 35. Jesus went about all their cities, all their villages, preaching, teaching, healing. He went about. He went about means that he went about. That's what it means. Not certain at all. But he went about. He moved around. How many of you want your church before? All right. This is just a little addition to how to overcome agabariness.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> you need to use anakazu. Everything. Think about anything. Have Christian party. Christian party. Yes. Invite young people in the area. Tell them you are organizing a party for them. Let them come. These days we have a lot of Christian danceable music. Let them dance. Form dancing groups in your church. Let them dance with Christian music. Serve them. Coca-Cola. Sprite. Give them something to eat. Then at a point, let everything stop. And they say, now, as we are enjoying, are you ready to face your God? You turn the whole atmosphere in another direction. And speak to them about the cross. And many young people will be saved without intending to come to be saved. Anything that you can do. To compel people, to push people, to draw people. One of the Sundays, have operation bring your colleague to church so ask all your members to invite their colleagues at work and look for especially those who don't go to church and those who don't serve the lord and invite them on that sunday you can have 100 of such people there and preach to them on another sunday declare operation bring your family it's a special Sunday. Bring your family. Look for your family members who don't go to church. Bring them. It's salvation time. On another Sunday, declare operation. Bring your friend. Operation. Bring your friend. Look for your friends. Bring them. Have small street corner crusades. You don't need an international platform. Do a wooden structure. A wooden structure. Stand on it. Look, look for a crowded place where people are naturally, you know, are passing by. Clap your hands. Play some music. Or release your dancing group. Let them dance to attract the people. Gather. Just 50 people, 50 people, sister people, they just gather. Preach Christ to them. Yeah. Form a football team. This church, a lot of the young people play football, so we formed football teams in different areas. Within there we find some football team or some people and then play with them and witness to them. Hey, <laughs> that we can do to create an opportunity to witness to sinners. We must, We must. We must. We must. That is what the man man meant by go to the highways, go to the byways, go everywhere. Go everywhere. Pastors, the traditional way of doing evangelism and all that, now it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. We have to be aggressive. We have to be innovative. We have to be innovative. We have to be shameless. That is the key of Anakazo, Biazo, and Anadea. Clap your hands for the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Then, we tackled Mount Shaco. Baroness. Another type of barrenness. Another reason why the church is not growing is because you are suffering from shako barrenness. You cannot retain the souls and the people that come into the church. You can't retain them. You, you miscarry. You, 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 you lose them. You become deprived of them. How many of you agree? How many of you have that in your church? No, from January to now we are in September. You go and count how many people have come into your church. The number of people who have come into your church can easily be five times more than your current attendance. That is shakur baroness. And the way to overcome that is by building retaining industries. In your church. Ministries, fellowships, systems, departments, whose aim is to care for the people, care for converts, care for the older members, so that they will continue to be in the church. Because if you are able to keep more people, right, in the church, then they go out. The church will grow. So you have to do follow-up. You have to do visitations. You have to pray. You have to devok- develop devoted members. Hallelujah. Today, I want to share with you a third type of barrenness. And it's called melichah. Another Hebrew word. M E L E. C H A H L E M E L E C H A Melicha, all right. Psalm one oh seven and thirty four. Psalm one oh seven and thirty four. A fruitful land into barrenness. For the wickedness of them that dwell therein, that word barrenness is the word melichar. Jeremiah seventeen six. Jeremiah seventeen six. For he shall be shall be like the heat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in. A salt land and not inhabited. Now, what is Medichair? It means a salted land. A salted land. It speaks of no produce and no life. A salted land. It speaks of no produce and no life. The land is dead to any kind of seed. It is dead to any kind of seed. It is like the Dead Sea. Nothing grows in it. Because of the high concentration of salt. Next time, when you go to Israel, you'll be there. How many of you will be there? Go and swim in the Dead Sea. You realize that you float. You float. People suffering from manichan are spiritually sorted lands. In spite of what you pour into them, they are unable to bear fruit. They are incapable of germinating seeds. So it's a church that no matter what you preach, you teach, you do, outreach, follow up visitation. The church doesn't grow. You are suffering from military. Your church is a sorted land church. Yes. Hmm? A council grass at every congregation will be several sorted lands staring at you. They have been in the church for many years and have heard many sermons. They have been anointed and prayed for specially but still cannot bear fruit. Much is poured into them but little can be expected from these sorted ones. They are also sorted churches. No matter the input, the church does not grow. No new churches are planted from the church. Until the sorted land is healed, there will be no fruit. Hallelujah. A pastor who is a sorted lamb does not give rise to other pastors of his own kind. He remains in the church, he pastors, but cannot bring forth other pastors. May you break out of the sorted lamb in the name of Jesus. Nothing grows. Sometimes, sometimes, The reason could be demonic.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah. A visiting minister was waiting upon the Lord. As he was ministering in the church, he was waiting upon the Lord. And then the Lord opened his eyes and he saw right up there in the ceiling of the church was a demon. And the church had not been growing. It was not a growing church. And this visiting minister, the Lord opened his eyes and he saw a demon in the ceiling. A principality that was controlling the growth. Look, there are demons that I release into our churches to sack the people. <laughs> one, one of the things that is amazing is that sometimes, for some unknown reason, large sections of the church just disappear. So he cuts out the people. And the church started growing. Yes. Another story that I had. There was a pastor whose church was not growing. No matter what he did. You see, Melicha barrenness. It doesn't matter what you do. All the apostles here. You can't say that. You don't pray. You pray.
1: You can't say you don't do outreaches. You do outreaches. You can't say don't train people. You, 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 you do that. But the church simply does not go.
2: You have to pray for God to open your eyes. You have to pray for God to open your eyes. And give you Wisdom. And give you wisdom. To know what to do. Now this pastor I heard about. His church was still growing. Then one time. Early Sunday morning. After the Sunday dawn. I'm sure it was the Holy Spirit that led him. He decided to go to the church. And there was a lady. In the church. Who used to come early in the morning. Clean the church. And clean the chairs and, you know, make the place clean. When the pastor was entering, he saw the lady and so he decided to just hide behind and then see. Do you know what the lady was saying? Every time she cleaned a chair, she would sit on the chair of her bare battle bare and sat on all see that was witchcraft she had used witchcraft over the years
0: to scatter
2: the members in the name of Jesus I want you to stand up and lift up your hands and bind every demonic power Look at and Say, Father, Father, Father! Every demon, every power, every spiritual invasion in my church that is not causing it to grow, that is harassing us, scattering the sheep. I bind them as I clap my hands.
0: Clap your hands and bind them right now. We, we your we thank you Lucifer, we hang you Lucifer, we bend you Lucifer, we bang you now, 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 we bend you now, we hang you now, we you now, we you now, we you now, We you now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. we Kataya 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 A toda, apoia, a toda, a toda, we Raphael, you. Raphael, Raphael, you! Rebind Rebind power. You have power. Witches. wisdom, In our churches. that, that, oh. that, oh. that, oh. that oh. I'm in yeah. the church. Preventing the church of We come against you. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
2: Paul uh, said a great door And the first world. Has been opened unto me. By the Amelia Passes. That is why one of the prayers that a pastor must pray all the time is for the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. Revelation, That your eyes will open. A lot of things go on in our churches against us. Yes. You, you must even know where you are operating. A few weeks after Arriving at where our new church is. The Lord gave me a vision. And showed me where I've come to. <laughs> I tell you. Yes. Amen. Amen. So this is one of the ways to fight militia. It both spirits and demonic powers. You see, you see one of the descriptions of Satan is the opposer. Opposer. He's opposing you in that church. He's opposing you. Amen. In 2nd Kings chapter 2, verse 19, things were not working. And the prophet said, Bring me some salt. And he healed. He brought about healing. So, you must pray for healing. I get what I'm saying. You must pray for healing. If, if, if you sense that that is your situation, you must say, Lord, heal this church. Heal it. Heal it. Add some Fertilizer. Something. I don't know why the church is not working. Heal it, Lord. May the Lord deliver you. Yes. From the spirit of manly Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. Clap your hands for the Lord. And you may be seated. The fourth type of violence is of of Otser. O-T-S-E-R. O-t-s-e-r. O-T-S-E-R O-T-S-E-R This is another Hebrew way. So you see, when you read the Bible bareness, the English is very limited. But in the original language, they stand for different things. Proverbs chapter 30 and the 16. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 16. The grave and the barren womb. That word barren is the word "otse." The earth that is not filled with water. And the fire. That said not it is enough. Hmm? "Otse." This Hebrew word means to enclose. To hold back. And to maintain. To enclose, to hold back, to maintain. It also means to close up, to restrain and retain. To close up, to restrain and to retain. In addition, it means to shut up, to withhold and to stop. Now, this is when people intentionally hold back from using their talents, using their energies, using their abilities to do the work. I said that People suffering from this kind of barrenness hold back intentionally. They know a lot, but they hold back and refuse to be fruitful. Pastors with austere barrenness have the finances and the amointing to plant churches. However, they give their strength to other things like orphanages, schools, and social work. Some of them are more concerned with being politically influential and socially acceptable. The drive for church planting and church growth is just not there. You see, so you have the ability, but you hold back. You hold back. Amen? Such people can do many things for the Lord. But I restrain and hold back their talents. There are many people who are talented in the church. They will not use their talent to build the church. And that's why the church is not working. People are not giving their best. The pastor himself is restrained, he doesn't have as much interest, as much energy to push the church forward. He rather prefers to champion other agenda, political agenda, social agenda. Para ministry activities, orphanages, and all those things are good. But first and first, the Great Commission, making of disciples. Yes, Hallelujah. They think about themselves, what they can become, what people think about them. And so they don't give their best to the church. One of the ways to overcome shared barrenness is to think about others. To think
0: about others.
2: Immediately you start to think about others, you stop thinking about yourself. And therefore, all that you have you can place it and use it for the benefit of others. Selfishness, give me that book, Others. Selfishness, self preservation, self interest is what makes people hold back. Amen. So pastors, you need to teach your people about others. The founder of the great Salvation Army denomination, General William Booth, called his pastors for a conference. But he was unable to Go himself. So he sent them a message. Per telegram. So when the pastors got it, they opened the message that he had sent. And the message was only one word Addis. Others. You are saying think about others. Our members are not thinking about soul winning because they are thinking about themselves. And with the pastors, we help them all the time to think about themselves what they will eat. Where they work, do you understand? Where they stay, where they work, how much money they can have, where they can find it, and, 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 and so we ourselves are not encouraging them to think about that. The church will grow. If all our members rise up and do their best, do evangelism, be part of small groups, be part of fellowships, be part of ministries, be part of the prayer. Look, in most churches you realize that only a few people, only the same people go around I want every pastor to get a copy of this book. Study it. Let it enter into you. Accept it. And teach it in your church. What you must know about others. What you must know about others. Philippians chapter two, forty-five. Look at... Not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. So which mind was that? The mind of Christ was that he was thinking about others. He thought about others. Jesus Christ was very happy in heaven. Huh? Very happy. But it was thinking about others that made him to come. Hallelujah. The message of others, the message of others is, others exist. The message of others is, our minds must be on others. The message of others is, we are to spend our lives for others. The message of others is, we must live for others. The reason why people are holding back in the church and close, not releasing their energies, their resources, their time, their positions, their abilities is because they are not thinking about others, they are thinking about themselves. We, the pastors are thinking about how we can get richer and richer, and become more influential, and have connections with politicians, and be famous. And our members are thinking about how to get more houses, more buildings, have visa, travel. Nobody is thinking about the souls. That is why the church is small. So to overcome. Or set barrenness, one of the things that you need to do is to reorient your church towards others. And you, the pastor, must understand why you are in the ministry. Yes. The message of others. And you don't need to write anything. You see, I'm just reading from the book. Get the book. That's why every one of you should get the Macario system. I hear some of you say you are not buying because you have the 40. But
1: there
2: are 20 more books. And then as a pastor or whatever, even if you have, give it to somebody else and then get a new one. So I'm watching you closely. don't get the macariousness, yeah, I wonder whether I'll allow you to come in. Hmm. Amen? The message of others is we must live for others. The message of others is we must serve others. The message of others is we must lay our lives down for others. The message of others is we must use all the blessings God has given to us for others. Four things you must remember about others. Four things you must remember about others. There are four things that you must keep your mind on when it comes to others. If you can remember these four things, you will have the right attitude towards others. Number one, others need Christ. Others need Christ. Pastors, as our people are holding back and thinking about themselves, we should teach them that no, others also need Christ, others need to come into this church. Jesus always spoke about others. In Mark 135, the Bible says that and in the morning, a great while before day, he rose and went into a solitary place and there he prayed. Then the disciples went looking for him. Mark 136. And Simon and they that were with him followed after him. Verse 37. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. And he said unto them,
1: Let us go
2: into the next towns, that I may preach there also. And Pastors, apart from this one location that you have been for the past five years, there are some other places. You can't die in only this church. There are others. That is why we must move into church planting. No pastor should just pastor only one church. We have to plant more churches. Hallelujah. John chapter 10. And verse 11. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Verse 11. Verse 11. I am the good shepherd. Verse 12. But he that is on highland. Verse 13. The highland Verse 14. I am the good shepherd. Verse 15. As the father knoweth me. Verse 16. And all that sheep. I have, which are not of this fold, them also I must break. Others need Christ. Others need Christ. And you know, these are things that we must pump. We the we, we says number one. We should believe them. We should believe them. I keep telling you that look, not until you are consumed with souls, God will not even give you souls. God will not give you what you don't want. Delight thyself also in the Lord thy God and he will give you the desires of thy heart. God gives you the desires of your heart. A pastor who is not thinking about souls Who doesn't value souls? Why will God give you souls? Souls are the precious pearls for God. And Jesus said, cast not your pearls before Christ. Perhaps the number one reason why your church has not grown and your ministry has not expanded is because deep down in your heart you have no love for souls. The ministry is an official position. You found yourself dead. Some pastors have given up already. Some pastors have resigned in their hearts. It amazes me how some of our very young missionaries, five years, six years, seven years on the field, already say, Bishop, I can't continue anymore. I want to go and do lay ministry. think about others. Others need Christ. Hallelujah. John 4, 25 to 30. John 4, 25 to 30. The woman said unto him, I know that Isaiah cometh, come, which is called Christ, when he is come, he will tell us all things. Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee, I am. And upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Yet no man said, what seekest thou? Or, why talkest thou of her? The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and said to the man, Come, see a man who told me all things that ever I did. Is not this, the Christ. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Hallelujah. Always remember that there are many people who need Christ. Millions and millions of people do not know Jesus because the church has failed to think about others. Most Christians do not think about the fact that others do not know Christ. They are happy to enjoy Christ in their churches and their wonderful fellowships. Please remember that many, many people do not know about Christ and are waiting to hear the pure gospel preached. There are many Who would give their hearts to God if only someone would witness to them? Indeed, others need Christ. The woman of Samaria was quick to remember others. After she was blessed to know Jesus, she thought of all the people in her city that did not know about Jesus. The woman of Samaria is a great example of someone who remembered others. Most people are happy to receive something good, but really think about the others who don't have what they have. In 1 Kings chapter 7, the lepers, the lepers, they say, listen, for what we are sitting down here, we are doing, is not good. We do not well. Let's go and tell the king. You see, they thought about this. What, the point I'm trying to make is that our shared barrenness is because people are enclosed. They are held back. They don't want to do something. Give of their best. Use their energies. Be part of the prayer. That's all. Use their resources. Because they are thinking about themselves. They are happy with themselves. Our church members are very happy to be in the church. But we need to tell them that others also must come in. That was the mind of Jesus. He was always saying, others, other sheep, other sheep, other towns, other sheep, other towns. Pastors, we must think about other towns. Other towns. Other towns. Amen. Number two. Others need a shepherd. Others need a shepherd. John 10.16 And other sheep are half which are not of this fold, them also I bring, I must bring, and they shall hear my voice, and there shall be one fold and one shepherd. Amen. This means there are many sheep in other places who are waiting for the shepherd. Jesus was constantly aware of other people who needed his shepherding love and care. Jesus was aware of many others who needed Shepherding and pastoral teachings. Are you aware of others who need a shepherd and others need a shepherd? Number three, others must hear the message. Others must hear the message. Look for the three. And he said unto them, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities also, for therefore am I sent. And number four, others have issues. Others have issues. May the Lord give you people who are willing. May the Lord give you people who are willing. Receive willing people. Receive willing workers, willing members. People who love the law. Hallelujah. But it starts from you teaching them. It starts from you teaching them. Yeah. You have what you have brought up. What you have is what you brought up. You brought up people by training them to love the Lord, to work for God, to serve the Lord. Those are the people that you have. For the past 20-something years, this has been the predominant message by Bishop Dark. Let's serve the Lord. Let's pray for God. He has not changed, it. and He doesn't intend to change. It. The result is that there are armies of people in our church who want to do something for the Lord freely, voluntarily. But when you also bring them up only on money. That's how you brought them up. Everything is money. When they play the keyboard, money. Recently, I, I, I went to have a conference in a certain church. During the conference, one of the, my helpers that I went with, told me that he said, The pastor has has had a meeting with his people that from today he's not going to pay them again. Yes. I'll be talking to you more about that. Why should you? Why should we pay you to control the sound? You move the dial. That is. We should pay for it. But there are many churches. Where people have to be paid for everything. That's the way you brought them up. You have what you brought up. Amen? Austere oh, Baroness. Give the Lord a wonderful cup of tea. Amen. But sometimes the observance happens because people refuse to use their talents. There are people who are very talented in the church, they don't want to use it for the benefit of the church, they will use it for their old boys' association. They will use it for their political parties. But not for the church. Four reasons why many people don't use their talents. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14. Matthew chapter 25 from verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is us, a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, and to every man, according to his several ability. and straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained two other. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lost money. After a long time, the Lord of those harvests cometh and reckoned with them. And so he that had received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou givest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done. Thou good and faithful servant, thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Father. He also that had received two talents came and said, Lord, thou delivered unto me, I have gained two other talents. Beside them, his lord said unto him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which hath received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew, I knew thee that thou art a hard man reaping where thou hast no soul and gather where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid, and went and hid thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sow not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou artest therefore to have put my money to the, exchange, to the exchanges, and then at my coming I shall have received mine with usury, or profit. Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant, Unto outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Reasons why people do not use their talents. Number one, they despise it. He despised the one talent that he received. Yeah. So, there are many people who are sitting in our churches. They look at what God has given to them and they despise it. They don't think that it's much. Amen? You, somebody you somebody to, give somebody five, you give somebody two, you are giving only one. What can I do with only one? Hallelujah. But you see, if you can make use of that one talent, God will give you more. God will give you more. I said God will give you more. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. Number two, they feel that they are being cheated. They are being cheated. He said, I knew that you are a hard man. You reap from where you have not sown. I should work for you to come and enjoy. So there are people who don't want to use their talent because they even feel that they are making the man of God famous. <laughs> I, I should work for you to be great. I should work for you to be great, and it is true. It is true. Who are the people who are praised for the for all the work that is done in the church? Is the pastor. Amen. But don't think about that. Think about you serving God. Hallelujah. Huh? Eh? Yes. For whatsoever for you do, do it as unto the Lord. As unto the Lord. Number three. Fear. He said, I was afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid. Where is it? And I was afraid. And went and hid thy talent in the earth. Fear. Fear will prevent you from growing in the things of God. Fear will prevent you from flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah. You cannot move into healing ministry, the prophetic ministry, if you are afraid. Yeah. Because you make mistakes. You make mistakes. When you stand and say, I'm going to pray for the sick and God is going to touch you. You are going to see miracles practically right now. And you pray. And say, so all those of you, if you believe that the Lord has touched you, uh, he please lift up your hands. And not even one hand goes up.
1: Next time, you not
2: try it. One time, there's a market here. It's called Tuesday Market. We went to have a, a crusade
0: there.
2: <laughs> Our Bible students were here. So, they came for the crusade. Now, after the crusade, I was having a, a class of, I think the final years, and one guy said, Bishop. He said, when you said that we are going to pray for the sick and that they will be healed and that God is going to give miracles and that they are going to see miracles practically now. He said, I said to myself, oh, be sure. You are going to spoil the thing. You have preached a powerful evangelistic message. You have made an altar call. People have come to Let us close and go home. he was surprised. what God it. So we were discussing. You know, the crusade. You were just saying that. He was very surprised because I mean, he was, he was, he was wondering what is, what is going to happen. Fear will prevent you. Fear. It will prevent you from developing the gifts that God has given to you. You make a mistake by prophesying. You make a mistake. People may not be healed but people are sick. You are not a healer. Jesus is a healer. If they get healed, he gets the praise. If they don't get healed, it is up to him. But yours is to pray for the sick. Try, try. You can never walk in the things of God. And the things of the spirit would have fit. Takes fit.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Whenever on the crusade platform I'm going to pray for the sick, se- Satan will tell him that you are going to see something. You see something. The other time, you were lucky. We're lucky. Today, here. Don't try. No, always. Don't try. You always tell me. You give me one in every time. And honestly, as I'm saying, God is going to heal you, God is going to deliver you.
0: Also, you may say, yes.
2: And then also, after you have prayed for the people, say, if you are here and the Lord has healed you, please lift up your hands. And for about one minute, you look like this. No hand. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But always, 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 What with God in faith. See God using you see it, to do powerful things. I said, I see God using you it, to do powerful things for his own glory. Grab your hands for the Lord.
1: <clears throat> Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. It
2: can guide you, it can lead you. The Bible says, for God has not given unto us the spirit of fear. Fear will prevent you from developing the gifts that God has given to you and from using them. I cast out the spirit of fear from you. I cast out the spirit of fear from you. In the name of Jesus. Attempt great things.
1: I say, attempt great things.
2: Yeah. Yes. I was afraid. Go back to the scripture. I was afraid. And went and hid that talent. In the earth. Lo, there thou hast that which is thine. Next one. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. The fourth reason, is it the fourth or the tenth? The fourth reason why people don't make use of their talent is wickedness. 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 Wicked. Have a, a wicked mind. People don't give good offerings because of wicked minds. They don't pay their tithe because of the wicked minds. I am not going to give my money to the pastor. No, that's why they don't. Yeah. Wickedness. Wicked people who are sitting in the church, who are not thinking about the work of God, about the kingdom. Thou wicked! That's what the master said. Your actions show that you are wicked. And it was because of this wickedness. That is why you do not make use of your You have a wicked mind. People have very bad minds sitting in the church One person said, he went to uh, his uh, pastor's house. The pastor made a mistake. And invited him to his house. Pastor, don't make that mistake. And he went to see some gadgets in his pastor's house. And he said, ah, I won't pay tight again. And I will also not leave the church. I won't pay Tight again, and I will not leave the church. Everybody say it. I do you think that that's how he said it? Yeah, Self anger. So how, how do you say? Aum. Uh-huh. I can't see your hand just circulation properly. Aum. Tight again, and you have people like that who set my sitting in the church. Around and uh, witness and share the flies about the evangelism so that the people will come. I should gather the people for you to come and preach. I should do that. Wickedness. Wickedness. You put people in the treasury office to count the church's office, they stuff their pockets with the offering.
0: Wicked people.
2: A lot of your offering goes into people's
1: pockets. Yeah.
2: So sometimes you have to trap them.
1: That's
2: right. How to trap them. But I won't say it in the mic when we meet on the side. Because some of you, you are, you are doing that. So if I tell you, you, you understand the that? Hallelujah. And thou wicked and slothful servant. That the reason why people do not make use of their talent is laziness. Laziness. Hallelujah. But I don't want to go into laziness now because we're going to do properly. Because I'm going to be sharing with you about hard work and church growth. But that's the person of The next type of baroness is chia. Almost like chia, but chia. T S I. T S I. Y A H. T S I. Y A H. Chia. Chia baroness. It's another Hebrew word. This verse speaks of being parched and barren. It speaks of a drought, a dry land, and a wilderness. It speaks of a drought, a dry, a dry land, and a wilderness. Parched and barren. Isaiah chapter forty-one and verse eighteen. I will open rivers in high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land sheer springs of water. When the land is parched, dry, it is very difficult to grow something. And it speaks of a church devoid of the move of the Holy Spirit. Some churches are dry of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not allowed to move, so there is no life. Wherever the Spirit is, there is life. John says it's the three, it is the Spirit that begot. The flesh profited nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit in their life. It is a spirit that takes It is a spirit that brings life. It is a spirit that makes things become a Do uh, you understand? It? Yes. Sometimes, some of the people who are living... In the church are not amounted. Your worship leader is a chief fornicator. Saturday, he had shared himself before he arrived it's Sunday in church to pick up the mic. So his ministry without the spirit. You have to be careful who needs your worship, who is in charge of your choir, who is in charge of your prayer. The people who are in charge of things must be anointed people. Anointed, 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 anointed. Don't allow Your people to just sing any type of songs in the church. Some of the church lack spirit. They are worldly. There's no spirit in them. Teach the power to sing songs on soul winning, on working for God, on loving God, on glorifying God. Anointed songs. Prayer meetings where you are praying for the Holy Spirit. Sheer barrenness is because there is no Spirit. Hallelujah. Wow. This kind of church is often dry of the spirit. It is a wilderness, devoid of worship, prayer, and the lifting up of hands. Such churches and individuals are very secular and logical in their approach to life and the ministry. Spiritual dryness and the lack of worship is a true cause of
0: barrenness.
2: And you the pastor, you must be a Holy Ghost pastor. You must be full of your spirit. Come on, lift up your hands, lift up your voice and speak in the Holy Ghost right now. Speak in the Holy Ghost right now. Speak in the Holy Ghost right now. bakandere Opakalama Santa Mandiria Halente, Satemo, Satemo Mahande, Shibo Mahiandi Rimohonte, Mabakapanta Kalemonti Manda, Rabiandi Ribahokaba, Apalama, makalimo Mokoli, Isenderia, and you, my beloved, are bearing up yourself in your most holy faith. Pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. Build be yourself in the name of Jesus, Lasaka Mahanda. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sit down. The Spirit must fill the church. And it starts with a pastor. You must be anointed. Let your head lack no oil. Let your garment be always white. A pastor must be oily. A pastor must be a man of the word, a man of prayer, and a man of the spirit. Pastors must love the Holy Spirit. You must love the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. You must love the anointing. A pastor should be seeking for anointing all the time. You must be anointed. There are many unanointed pastors. There were 51 sons of the prophet. 50 of them were not anointed. Only Elisha. All the sons of the prophet who were saying, Do you know that they, they were not? It was Elisha who called him anointed. The rest were spectators. Running commentaries. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. May God anoint you with the Holy Ghost and power. May God anoint you. Yeah. I hear Bishop Dad say all the time. He, say, he says, I pray for the anointing. I pray for the Holy Ghost all the time. My God. My God. The choir is dry. The prayer warriors are praying but they are just shouting. Noise. No, no, no freshness of the spirit. Mm. Chia. Paradise. Hallelujah. Yeah. So how many of you realize that Badness is caused by so many different things. How many of you have understood that? So your assignment, even as you are sitting here, is to analyze your church and find out so, Which of this? And by now you should know. Especially the lack of bringing souls in the church. is so true. And then the inability to keep people in the church. all the people that this year have passed through your church, if even one fourth of them had retained, your church will have grown. How many of you agree? If you agree, I want to see your hand. Bishops, do you agree? Oh yeah? We have walked through uh, how do you call it? Um, McDonald's and also, eh? Drive through, okay? KFC, eh? McDonald's, you drive through, you place your order. You, by the time you get there, you collect it and go. Our church must not be drive through. We cast out the spirit of drive through churches. I release now into your church. So, group. Yeah. May the souls be arrested. Yeah. May they be arrested. May they be arrested. Yeah. After this conference, when you go to church, go and spray. What, what, what chemical is when people step in the camera? This is this super good? You grew the floor. You grew it. So, when, when they come,
1: he
2: wants to go back. He can't go.
1: In the run of the Spirit.
2: Amen. Next one. Next type of barrenness. Now, I've given you five Hebrew words. Is that also? Agar. Shako. Melicha. Which other one? Ose. And Chia. Let me give you two Greek words that are related to barrenness. Sieras. Sieras. S-C-E-A. Our AS Hallelujah. It can be found in Luke one seven. Luke one seven thirty six. Luke twenty three twenty nine. Galatians four twenty seven Luke one seven and thirty six Luke twenty three twenty nine Galatians four twenty seven Luke one seven and they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren that word is the word Sarah, and they both were now well stricken in years. This word means to be stiff and unnatural. To be stiff and unnatural. It speaks of sterility, and barrenness. Stiffness speaks of people who are unyielding and disobedient to the word of God. Such people have love to look distinguished and diplomatic. Sometimes they pretend to be spiritual, but in reality, they are not. Churches often have these unspiritual and stiff people sitting in the front row. Blessed by this message, we invite you to worship with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Pako Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30am, Jesus Encounter Service; Monday to Friday 5am to 6am, Glory Encounter R. There's an all night the last Friday of every month. There's also counseling sessions from 11am to 5pm daily from Tuesday to Friday. For prayer, counseling, and
1: further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289.
2: The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.